0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com welcome to the connection a weekly radio program where we share our
1: experiences and expertise with stories of caring courage and change right here in
0: Connecticut listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now here are the hosts of the connection, Lisa Damatis Lapore and Ann Baldwin.
1: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am Ann Baldwin. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. This is Lisa DeMattis-Lapori from The Connection.
1: So here we are, 2019. How were your holidays?
2: They were great. Busy, busy, crazy. Family, decorating, you know, cooking, the whole Christmas, seven fishes, you know, Italian tradition, (laughs) 1,000 cookies. I never want to see another cookie in my life. Family, it was really great. It's hectic, but you know how you wonder, how am I going to do it? Yes. And then you pull it all together and Mm -hmm. you're like pretty proud of yourself.
1: You know, one of the things that I strive for this year and I really put it into my mind is that there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of stuff, but I want it to go smoothly and I want it to be... A memorable moment.
2: Exactly. Because
1: I remember going to my ex-mother-in-law's house, and she, you know, she was so stressed out and just complained about all the work all the time, and I don't have good memories of that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, trying to put yourself in a place where, yes, it's a lot of work, but in the end, if people have a good time and good memories of traditions and like the seven fishes, then that's yeah. what it's all about. And that's what we did. Creating memories, right?
2: Do you remember on the couple of shows we did, I told you my son sat my mother and I down and said you know, because Papa had passed, let's make this a really good Christmas this year, so I really wanted to make sure that that happened, and it did, so that was great.
1: 16-year-old Nico sat you down.
2: Sat me, sat his mother down. Isn't
1: that great, though? Sometimes we need those, we need those perspectives on things, so that people say, look, you know, let's make this a good one, and if you can keep that in your mind, as it sounds like you did the whole time, that's that half great. the battle. That
2: was great, you had a, you went to, uh. Warm weather. I
1: went to my mom's in Florida. Got to see my son. He came down, so it was great. It was great, and I my my new puppy flew with me, kept me company. So he is Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, he's he's a little Shih Tzu. I know. He's a little shih tzu, all right. <laughs> but it's great. It's a it's a great new addition. So I hope everybody um, had a happy New Year. It's funny. We were talking about what did we do on New Year's Eve. And, you know, most of us here, we were chatting. We, we stayed home. We stayed home, yeah. We, we stayed home. And it's just to me, it's like amateur night, right? Uh, you know, obviously, I don't drink anymore. So the last thing I want is to be out there with, uh, you know, it's not you that you got to worry about. It's everybody else. So True. So, yeah, I think... Halloween and New Year's Eve are kind of dying. I think they're dying holidays as far as I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Who knows? Maybe
2: it's our age. It is our
1: age. <laughs> and we're the same age. I know we are. Yeah, we're not old though, man. We're just getting started. Yeah, you're right. So I'm really excited to have um, a, a great person from The Connection, Allison Fryer, who is with us on the program today. Hi, Welcome, Allison. Allison.
0: Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy
1: New Year. New Year. She's the uh, director of clinical development at The Connection and um, also a licensed marriage and family therapist. So it's great to have you on the program because we wanted this to be, right, Lisa, kind of a a New Year show about how do we do things. Everybody makes resolutions. Um, I've already broken mine. I think it was two days. I won't tell you what it was because it's bad. But it's not that bad, but it's bad. Um, So I've already broken mine. So how is it that we can really think about, you know, on a new year, how we can change ourselves and be our best selves? And it's hard, right, with all these distractions and things and, well, you know, Lisa, you run a major corporation, and you know in the mental health services, so there's always something coming at you. So Allison's going to help us today to to think this all through, yeah. and help our listeners say, okay, regardless of what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. how can we kind of put it in
0: perspective? Yeah. I think this is a great time of year to be talking about this because, you know, following the holidays, you know, you're spending a lot of time with family and friends, and that can bring things up, welcomed or not, right? Here and taking that step by step. And
1: putting yourself first. You know, Lisa and I, we're both also dealing with aging parents.
0: Yes, very hard.
1: And, uh, I mean, we could both write a book. You know, we talk about support groups for some of the issues that we deal with. I mean, you can't make this stuff up.
2: I know, it's really, it's really, it's difficult.
1: And it sounds simple. Like, you know, tell the suitcase story.
2: So, <clears throat> my mother... Um, How old is she? 80, she'll be 80, well, she's 85, she'll be, oh, well, she'll be 86 this year. So, and, um, so she's, her health is failing. And she just went back to Florida and called me in an absolute panic this morning because she could not open her suitcase. And, I mean, really off the wall, screaming, what am I going to do? I can't see. It's not like, you know, and again, it's just that whole frustration of, you know, I'm far away. There's nothing I can do about it. Who can come and, you know, help her open it? She doesn't, you know, it's one of those new suitcases. So, but still it's just every little thing is so magnified. And the the thing about it is, so you look at a woman who was also a CEO like you and I, right, who ran these, you know, um, uh, several nursing home, private nursing homes in Connecticut. She was a consultant, right? Just so, like, at everything in control, was doing all these things. And to see, you know, my memory of her that way to this is really difficult. It's very hard for me to see. It's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, you know, how do you – I need help, Allison. How do you? <laughs> we both do. No, seriously. I think that it's – I think um, I want to get back to Allison. But what I want to say is um, the first thing I did when I went back in my office was – Took everything off every counter, everything off my desk, put it on my round, you know, my my meeting table, and it's all, it's going to be this year is about declutter. Uh huh.
1: Less is more. That's on my list. So let's
2: talk about that because that's something that I have to do right now for myself, for my mental health. Less is more.
1: Absolutely. Well, and, and it does make you feel good. Like New Year's Eve, I organized my armor. And I, I took a bunch of stuff and threw it out. And it was interesting because it would look so good. I kept going back and opening it and looking at it. again. <laughs> Don't analyze There's that, sense. but that's
2: Organization, fine. priority, right. what, how, what you surround yourself with.
1: Absolutely. And putting yourself right first, like, like Allison said. And the other thing is, you know, what you can access and figure out what you can control and what you can't.
2: What brings you happiness, what doesn't right. bring you happiness. The
1: serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. Mm
0: -hmm. Everybody should live by that, right? Right. Absolutely. So kind of back to your point, Lisa, about decluttering. Even if we can spend, because I was saying, you know, this can be daunting to start this task. It can you sit back and you take a look at what's going right and what's going wrong. You don't even know where to begin. Oh, I know. So if you can start small by just taking 20 minutes of your day for yourself, And, you know, I think our culture makes that feel sort of selfish now. Exactly. But if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? So how are you going to take care of your mother or your mother or your children, grandchildren, even our animals, right? Mm -hmm. On the airplane, they say when the oxygen comes down, you have to mask yourself first before you help others. And we really need to apply that to our everyday life. So taking these 20 minutes, what does that look like for you? Does it look like decluttering your desk, cleaning up your armoire? Doing some yoga, meditation, Zumba. <laughs> meditation. Right? Yeah, Zumba. Right. Um, music. I love music. Me too. You know, sometimes on my commute Soon as a soul, right? Right on my commute to and from work. Um, sort of getting my mind right. You know, we were talking about how I just I just had a, a baby boy's four months old. Congratulations. So thank you so much. Wearing those different hats. Yeah. It can be so hard to go from mommy hat to work hat. And it's not that clean either, <laughs> you know. They, I get they, it. So when I'm going to work, I listen to music. I sing. I I mean, of course, sound ridiculous, but no one has to know. Um, And that's something (laughs) I do for myself. It's healthy, yeah. Just something small. Right. Um, If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Allison Fryer.
1: She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and also the director of clinical development at The Connection. And we should mention that The Connection has open access you know, with some of these services and some of these mm-hmm. programs, uh, you know, yeah, we'll take you um, five months from now, but you have open access um, for the Center for Behavioral Health. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to mention. What? Why is that part of your plan, Lisa, so that people can just walk in?
2: The reality is when you need help, you need it at that moment. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be put on a wait list and you don't want to go through hearing five different recorded voices, push button three, push button two, to get where you need it. And uh, what we're doing um, right now at our... um, our centers for behavioral health is if you call in or you show up at the office we're going to see you right then so allison tell our listeners about our locations Mm -hmm. right and the services that we're providing um at our centers right now
0: sure so we are conveniently located in meriden middletown new haven and norwich all of which offer open access. So like Lisa was saying, if you're feeling motivated at that time to go and seek help, you don't have to wait for the next day or wow. a month from then when you need an evaluation. You can spring right on it, walk right in and be seen for evaluation and start treatment.
1: And that's so important <laughs> that's because wonderful. and you, you specialize in trauma, PTSD, substance abuse orders yep. disorders, rather anxiety, depression. Um And co-occurring disorders. And I know from experience, like you said, when you, like relapse therapy, Mm -hmm. when you feel like maybe you're going to relapse, you want to see somebody and talk to somebody now. Yep. So, so I think that's a, that's a really important um, uh, thing to mention. And if you want those locations and you want more information, you can go to the website at theconnectioninc, all one word, .org. I want to talk a little bit about triggers, Um, you know, triggers in recovery are, are huge. I mean, you know, when I was in, when I was in rehab, we talked about triggers a lot. And one of the triggers going back to what we started this conversation with was my aging father. He's one of my triggers, but he's my aging father and he lives near me. So that's a trigger that I just, you know, I can't eliminate. I just, I can't do that. So talk about triggers though, and the things that people can control and can't control and how important that is to your overall mental and physical health, Allison?
0: Yes. So like you're saying, there are some things that are just out of our control. And I think what's great about the services that we offer is there's really a spectrum of care. So whether you just want to work on your communication with family members or how you handle those certain triggers, all the way up to if you're dealing with substance abuse issues or severe anxiety or depression, we can offer assistance with all of that. Um, So the things that you can't remove how do you develop and implement coping strategies that are healthier for you? Because you can't remove the trigger. It's not going anywhere. So how can you adjust within to handle it in a way that's going to be better for you? Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, I think an example of that for me was when I got a call from my father's landlord saying, yeah, I was almost to work. They had to turn around and drive back. Um, have you checked on your father lately? Because her son lives downstairs and there was a lot of commotion and things were being knocked over and blah, blah, blah. So as I got there at 10 o'clock in the morning, I didn't feel comfortable going in by myself. I didn't know what I was going to find. So I called the Windsor Police Department and said, I'm going to do a wellness check and I'd like an officer to meet me there. And I think that was a good decision. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother said, you shouldn't involve, you know, law enforcement for stuff like that because you never know what's going to happen. I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm making the decision for what's right for me. So, you know, the door was barricaded. We got in. And I think that that helped send a message to my father. Like, I'm not tolerating this stuff anymore. And I've seen a change in his behavior. But like you said, doing what you have to do
0: for you, thinking about you and the best way to approach things instead of the person on the other end. Right, right. Because when we ignore our own needs, it can just make existing conditions worse. It can make us sick like mm-hmm. we were saying you can't take care of others so ignoring them which is is easy and is easy to do um, you know keep pushing it off and keep pushing it off and pushing it off you're just making it worse for yourself on things that you know you can't change externally but internally you can do something about right exactly you know
1: one of the things i thought about too and that i kind of implemented is that i'm sharing my what i'm going to do for me like i'm sharing the fact that i'm going to go to zumba twice a week and i tell my my fiance that so he kind of pushes me towards that now that's good like don't you know no you need to get you up and go that's what you need to do so like Lisa when you share this with your husband you share it with your son you have somebody else motivating you right. instead of trying to take time from you they want you to spend time and I would think that's
0: a healthy approach too absolutely finding those supports families friends um, if you go to church sometimes your community your spiritual community if you go to yoga maybe your yoga teacher. I mean, whomever you have that's in your life that's a positive influence and is helping support your goals, those are the people you want to surround yourself with. They're just going to help lift you up. Mm -hmm.
2: so um, Allison tell our listeners if there's folks out there right now that need services immediately and or have a loved one that needs to get in for um, services how do they what do they do what steps do
0: they take so as we've talked about they can come to open access which is Monday through Friday Um, the times vary between the locations but roughly from 10 to 4 every day you can walk right in Just need to come in with your license or some identification, and we'll get you set up and started. Um, Or you can go onto the website, and we also have a toll-free number that you can call, which is 855-HELP-955. Okay, so, and I'm one of those people that hates those kind of numbers, so I'm going to
1: translate that. Uh, 855-435-7955. I always have a hard time trying to figure out the alphabet. And then by the time, by the time I do, it's like, uh, you know, it's no longer working. So, yeah. Well, I think these are all great. And these aren't, this this isn't things that we don't already know. Right. Right. It doesn't take a new year for us to want to do the right things. Right. But that's just always a reminder. I think because it's on the news, it's on the commercials, it's all over the media. It's like, what are you going to do for yourself this year? So it's just a good reminder. And um, some of these things if you can do these things for yourself, maybe you don't need to go to the next step. Mm
2: -hmm. I think, I think um, that it's hard for everyone to put themselves first, Mm -hmm. but I do echo what you said, Allison, is that if you don't do that, you, you don't have the energy um, to be able to help other people or help things around you. You can't keep putting, you know, I'm, calling the kettle black you, you have to really put yourself first you have to take care of you first because then you can take care of other people I do want to say and obviously not just because Allison's sitting next to me that Allison is um, one of our newer quote-unquote newer staff members but she's you've brought a lot of energy and professionalism and um, I'm really just so grateful for the team that you've built oh, you. and when you come to our centers you really feel cared about and you you are taken care of really well, and I think that that's important. So, for all of you people listening, take care of you first. Come and check out our um, centers for behavioral health in the, in the locations we talked about, and um, our staff will help you. And um, again, you know, everything you do is confidential, so you don't have to worry about that. And the staff is uh, our staff is very willing to work with you with regard to times that work with your schedule, yes. right? Yep. And um, what may what are some of the things that just If you could just repeat again some of the services that we do provide at our behavioral health centers.
0: Sure. So when you walk into open access, you'll start with an evaluation. That is where a clinician will sit down with you. They'll ask you some questions about yourself, some history, and then what's coming up for you right now. What is your presenting problem? What are your goals for treatment? And then through that discussion, you both will decide what's best for you, if that's individual sessions, if that's group if that's perhaps intensive outpatient. We also do family services and medication management, as well as in our New Haven location, medication-assisted treatment. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's different. You got to meet the person where they're at, as they always
1: say. And, you know, I I just think your approach sounds so welcoming because um, about a year ago, I was feeling weak, right? In my recovery, very, very weak. And I went to um, another organization and I made an appointment and I walked in the door and I have to tell you, I felt like it was a scene from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, people were there, you know, not to criticize people, but I, you know, just, it was, they were in their pajamas. Someone had a large dog. It was like, you, what is this place? And then, you know, I introduced myself to the clinician and she didn't reintroduce herself and I just followed her down a hallway. It was just, I had a, an hour appointment and I cut it off at at a half hour because it, it it was actually more destructive than it was constructive. And so I felt bad for those people that really need that kind of care. So when I hear that there's a, you know, a process and a step and that you're going to work with professionals, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a warehouse where you just, you know, that's not what it is. So anyway, I just had to share that experience because, Thank goodness I just, you know, kept myself on track. But I think if somebody with real serious issues did what I did, I, I didn't see any benefit. Right.
0: I think you bring up such a good point. And client satisfaction is so important to us. That's really what drives our care. And so if ever, you know, if you were to walk into the connection and heaven forbid, have some sort of experience like that, I would really want to know. Because I want to really ensure that we're giving our clients a good experience where they feel supported. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to make that first step to go in. It's very hard. And yeah. so we want to support them and, and really surround them with positivity about even coming in in the first place. Which, you know, I huge. can't, it's just such it's, a tremendous it's, it's step. It's huge.
1: And it's not only a benefit for the individual, but it's a benefit for all these towns, for all these, you know, you talk about your your locations in Meriden, Middletown, New Haven, Norwich. But it benefits the state because people are mentally healthier in our state. We all benefit from that as citizens of the state, right? So it's not just about these individuals. And you never know. You may say, well, you know, these what are these people, crazy? No, you never know when you might be that person in those shoes. You don't know what's going to happen today. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, my alcoholism didn't kick in until I was 50 years old. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And thank God I got the services and the professional, you know, um, help that I needed. So you just, you can't say it's everybody else's problem because you never know if it could
0: be your problem. Right. And I, I yeah, I think you bring up a good point too, is, you know, sometimes when you feel like things are going even well for you, like, oh, things are going, things are going good right now. Like I'm liking this vibe, (laughs) you know, if that's how you're feeling, that's also a good time to go and get support. Because whatever you're doing is working, and it can possibly prepare you better for when things unexpected happen. Mm-hmm. True.
1: Yeah. Although they do say, you
0: know, in the recovery community,
1: sometimes you relapse when you're happy. It doesn't always have to be a down moment. It doesn't always have to be a trigger. Things could be going so well that you decide, well, maybe I can have a drink. Exactly. And the answer to that is no, you can't. No, you can't. So um, you talk, can you talk a little
0: bit about the family therapy component? What does that look like? Sure. So um, I think we've already discussed, you know, different things that come up with our families and family dynamics. And, you know, behind closed doors, everyone has something that's going on. And so if you can pull your family into your into your therapy, into your work, and just make your system stronger as a whole, that is so much more fruitful for everyone involved. True. Certainly you can come in and do work at the individual level. Absolutely. But when we include more and we really can change the system as a whole and all of the parts included in it, I mean, how fantastic is that? Lisa, what do you think though? I go back to my
1: ex-husband um, and I said, let's try therapy. Let's try marital therapy. and. I find so many people are resistant to that. I mean, and what is what? Maybe because you don't want the truth to come out, well, or
2: I think it's I think it's anything that has to do with change is scary. The unknown, right? You have to be willing to um, hear things, perhaps about yourself that you don't want to. You are, you know, confronting with someone there in a supportive way the issues that are going on. And you don't know how that's going to fly, and so I think there's fear. It's it's, it's fear based. But, uh, but I also, um, I'm a strong believer in family therapy and therapy, personal therapy. I think, I think there isn't, I, I think most of us need it, right, mm-hmm. at, at different times of our life. And um, self-reflection, but it, you have to grow and you have to change. And I think people are resistant to that because some people are so used to, even though they don't like it, they are, it's sort of like you're comfortable in the old shoe. You don't know what that's, what's going to come out. And so I don't know, Allison, I want you to, you know, talk about that, but I think that's a huge part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's so easy for us to neglect self-care or neglect our relationships because, like Lisa Lisa is saying, it's tough to make those healthy changes. You know, maybe in hindsight, they'll appear as positive changes to you, but when they're right in front of you, they just seem scary. It's hard to get over that hump, I think. Yeah, you're right.
1: And how long does it take? I'm just curious. I know there's no real answer to that. But this isn't just like, okay, I'm going to walk in and talk to somebody today and I'll be all set. I mean, it's a process, is it not?
0: Yeah, it is. Um, The thing at the centers is that we use a solution-focused approach. So back to the evaluation that I was talking about, where they ask you all these questions about your history and then what's coming up for you now, what are your goals for treatment? We use that information to sort of, um, like I like to say, dose care. So you're having a conversation with a clinician and they say, It sounds like with what you want to work on, we can probably help you achieve your goals in six to eight individual sessions which I think is fabulous because it seems achievable. It doesn't seem like you're walking in and you need to go to therapy forever now. Now, certainly that's just a starting point, but at least it gives you an idea of, okay, I can do that. I can show up for 68 sessions. That's manageable. Certainly that can change throughout care. You know, if you are making tremendous strides, maybe it ends up being less, or maybe if something comes up, we can always add more, but at least it gives you an idea. An expectation. Exactly, mm-hmm. right, which seems achievable. Exactly, and you want to know, you want to know what it is, when, you know,
1: planning for me, like I want to know when is this going to end, you know, and what are my, what do you
0: expect of me and what, what can I expect of you? I right. think that's part of it. And in our sessions, we're always having conversation, you know, this is your treatment. So you're always having conversation. Where's your treatment plan? Where do you currently stand? Have you made progress? Are we seeing barriers? How do we break through those barriers? You know, it's an open discussion on where you are in treatment and, and where we see it going from there. Exactly.
2: And I think everyone's worth it. You're worth it. Yes. Everyone out there that's listening, you're worth it. You're worth, you're worth taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. It's, we have to,
1: you know, and sometimes I would assume, you know, I'll go back to the ex-husband thing. If we were, would have gone to therapy, which we didn't, you know, some of the things that could have come out of that, you know, it's not always pretty, right? It's It, it could be some ugly truths that come out of those sessions, I would think. But you, you know, either you work towards fixing it or you end up like we did, divorced. I mean, it's just, that's the reality of it. So you have to be a strong enough person to say, hey, you know, I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. You know, how can we mend the fence and keep moving forward or come to our, real, realize our demise, right? Right. Ignoring it, it's not going to make it go away. No,
2: it's not. In fact, it makes it worse.
1: Right. Tell me about it.
2: It makes it worse.
1: And what what are some of the outcomes that you hope for um, with with these programs?
0: Is you know what do you tell people that you want them to be or you want them to work towards? Um, I think while we always have you know what we think would be best for the client, it really goes back to what the client wants for themselves. They, They're yeah. the ones who are guiding treatment. So whatever they come in and say is their goal. Um, that's what we strive for. That's our, that becomes our goal too. Um, and that's key. Right. Right.
1: So and it's like too, like, you know, decluttering, which we talked about when we started this program. For me, I, I get overwhelmed. I look at the basement. I'll look at the closets. I'll look at it and I just don't even know where to start. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Yep. So if you can at least start and chip away at one thing and accomplish that, right? And then chip away. But that's where I need serious professional help. Like if I have someone at my house helping me declutter, I'm fine. Yep but I can't do it on my, I can't do it by myself.
2: It's overwhelming. It is,
0: right. And we're the person to help you declutter. We're just that one little piece of support that can help you get through goals that you've already set for yourself, but can seem overwhelming. We're there to support you. And then hold that person accountable. Here's what we want to,
1: you know, here's the goal that you said you want to set and we'll check in with you next time and see how it went. And you know, no judgment zone, but at least heading in the right direction. So um, again, we're speaking with Allison Fryer, who is the Director of Clinical Development at The Connection. So Allison has a lot of experience working with adolescents, families, and adults who have mental health and substance um, abuse issues. So so that's great. You know, keep up the good work. Again, we want you to go to the website yes. uh, at theconnectioninc.org if you want more information on, on any of the, these programs. So we've got... Like thirty seconds. What's your last bit of advice for our listeners out there,
0: Allison? I would say that taking care of yourself is often ignored, but absolutely necessary, um, and really just an essential part of healthy lifestyle that keeps us healthy, healthy, happy, and in tune with our mind and body. Couldn't well, have said it better. Exactly. Thank S- you. So let's do this. Let's do it. It's a new
1: year. It's a
2: new year. Give, uh-huh. a, give us a call, folks. Eight five five. Four three five seven nine five five Again, 855
1: Okay, and we want to thank all of you folks for listening. Um, the letters that we've gotten of support here, if you want to reach out, uh, my email address is a n n A-N-N, at Baldwin Media, Baldwin Media all one word, dot net. We love hearing from you, and we're glad that you're up this morning and listening to this program. Hopefully you got some good, useful information. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080.